doctors will come along and take up the questions. We'll get started on that. Pass them to the center. This, this is your service, you guys. If you don't ask a question, nothing's going to happen. Well. He will be at a loss for words. So if you can bring some up to start with and, and then Mary Ellen can start the sorting process. And if you have one during the service, just hold it up and the usher will be watching for you. And they'll certainly get it, come up and get it and then give it to us and we can get going on them. She sorts them because, because a lot of the questions are, are similar and she sorts them into sort of an area where they can get going on them. And uh, so feel free during the service. If you've ever wondered anything about anything. How can I get over the loss of my daughter? Well, I've never, I've never had that experience of having to face it in my conscious memory, at least. And I recognize that that is a, a big hurdle because in our mind's eye, children are always supposed to outlast their parents. And when that doesn't happen, then that brings another aspect of a challenge that we feel within our heart and there wouldn't be a single person here this morning who wouldn't feel with you and for you however we have to come back to the basic underpinning of the truth because if we don't come back to that then we're left sort of um, in in very murky waters where we have nothing to hang on to and the truth is that nobody ever departs this dimension without coming to that point in their ongoing journey when it is an orderly thing for them to do for them and their ongoingness. We come to fulfill something for our, let me just use the word this morning, on a soul level, we come to fulfill something. And when that's fulfilled, then the journey continues. Your daughter came through you, not to you as you came through your earthly parents, not to them. You gave them direction along the way, and hopefully and understandably that direction gave them tools with which to live their journey and to help them. But the underlying truth also, in addition to that, is that if we insist upon using the word death or loss or something of that nature, that is a misnomer, for nobody can ever die. We just change dimensions in God. We move on to another role, another, another mission. Now, if you and your daughter have unfinished business of love to be fulfilled, rest assured the universe will complete that as well. And you can trust that process to happen in your life. For someone new to learning about metaphysical principles, can you recommend a reading or listening materials providing a good introduction? Well, there's a whole bunch. Um, um, may, may, I be, may, I be, may I be uncharacteristically humble this morning? <laughs> One of the good places to start is my blogging website, LarrySwartz.com. And that gives you a lot of, there's a lot of archive stuff there about what unity teaches and what we believe. And that's a good place to begin because I seek to speak um, in just the common language that we are conversing in this morning. Um, uh, an excellent book is by Eric Butterworth, a unity minister, um, no longer in this dimension, uh, Discover the Power Within You. 
who talks about the the truth uh, of of the of the of the of the reality of God within expressing outward that God only knows how to ex- to to create as it were after who and what God is and so therefore we all have this mission to express to outpicture the reality of God that is within us for there is none other and so we no longer have a God outside of ourselves that we try to placate or worship or to cajole or to plea bargain with that we recognize that there is an activity and a power that moves through us that we are in the loop that we are in the circle and to understand that is a wonderful thing because then it tells us that if we are in the loop and we are in the circle we have input into what is happening much like a computer we have input much like balancing a checkbook we have input it won't balance itself and if we are not using uh, numbers to the base 10 or if we are not using uh, the correct uh, addition 2 and 2 equals 5 if we are using incorrect stuff the answer is going to come out messy and so we learn that we are in the loop and as we are in the loop then we need we have the opportunity to watch our input which is word thought deed action belief belief about who and what we are in God and who and what God is in us it's a wonderful journey it's a wonderful adventure but it's one that no longer gives you a scapegoat of something outside of you for there is nothing outside of you it's only you expressing back to you if there is nowhere else to go what does quote going home unquote mean well there's only one presence one power God the good omnipotent we live move and have our being in the reality that is here and now in the charm circle of God love whatever you care to call it going home well it all depends if you talk to a fundamentalist going home is going to a static place that he or she calls heaven and there they will somehow do whatever they think is done in that static place called heaven unity metaphysics new thought recognizes that heaven is not a place initially it's a state of consciousness hell is not a place initially it's a state of consciousness and so because we carry ourselves with us no matter what we do where we go we're there no matter what dimension we're there we take ourselves who we are at that point in time ever to be uh, ever to be made better with a better understanding of who we are of course but then we form our own conscious our, our, our own place that we then call heaven or hell true if you ask a metaphysician about going home it's it's a journey in the mind it's a journey without distance it's a journey of understanding that I am in the presence of the one activity called God all the time where I'm there I could be no other place and so going home does not mean a place outside of ourselves but it's a very special place within ourselves where we know that God and we are one and uh, uh, I've often said there is never any place to go there's just something to be and if you be that you've gone home what's the symbolic meaning of the stained glass ah uh, the perpetual question unity symbol <clears throat> over the years from the founders first of all you notice uh, um, the, uh, a lack of traditional imagery from the from, from 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 the traditional churches and we do that because most of them are loaded and if they're loaded then people come in with old beliefs that are attached to them and no matter what is said or no matter what is 
imagery given, that is what they will go back to. And so we relieve you of that, of that challenge. Uh, and the Fillmore's uh, used another challenge, and that is of the winged globe. It's an ancient, and to Charles Fillmore, it meant the wings of spirit, uplifting the soul of humankind, or of man or woman, if you will. Uh, but in this particular rendition of it, the wings are folded. The additional uh, uh, imagery is that only you can unfold your wings. Only you can fly. So that's what that is. And the middle, the fleur-de-lis, what would you like it to mean? It's yours. I always struggle with panhandlers asking for money. What is the unity thing to do? We support you and your decision to do what is right and perfect to do. If at a given moment you feel that it is yours to support and give, then, then fulfill it. If you don't, then recognize that that is an okay thing to do too. I remember, and this does not place any, everybody in this classification realize what I'm saying, but I drove by somebody who was asking for money with a cell phone. Now, somewhere, something isn't completely right here, you know, but that isn't my problem if I use the word problem. And so, what is my only obligation? If I feel led to let love put something in the window in their hand, then that's something. But my only obligation, really, is to love and to fulfill the guidance as I love and as I feel led to love. And it's not always the same answer. No. Depends on the situation. How does unity wrestle with Armageddon and the book of Revelation? Is the end a coming? There are many ends, folks. Aren't there? There's always an ending and a beginning. There's never a lack of endings or beginnings. Um, Revelation uh, is, an up, is, a, is a book um, that contained code because it could not be said in a very specific way back then when it was written, the ideas that needed to be shared. And so it was engrossed in a code, in imagery. Uh, there are those who would say that absolutely everything that, uh, that in the book of Revelation was forecasted, so to speak, has been fulfilled already. But remember that an idea replicates itself. And if an idea is the same as it was before, or a cause, then the effect will be the same. So recognize that effects can continue if the causes continue. Uh, changes in the world? Well, of course. Uh, the thing that is always good for each one of us is to ensure that we, to the best of our ability, are poised and centered in the knowledge of God as our only reality and willing to let that reality permeate and move through and bubble up through our life and our choices and what we believe and what we choose to do and how we choose to have life. But changes always come. But if you know that you're always in your right place at your right time and you work with that God idea, then, then trust it. You will be in your right place at your right and perfect time. And whatever that is, it doesn't matter. Because if God is the only reality and life is the only reality, then that's all that ever could happen to you anyway. And something along that similar line, um, speak to the tribulation mentioned in Revelation. Is God in control of the war in Iraq? And how about Katrina? Deep breath. 
God knows nothing about the war in Iraq. Otherwise, you have an anthropomorphic God sitting somewhere. Recognize that. God knows nothing about Katrina. If God did, then you have an old man in the sky somewhere with a mind recognizing, much like we recognize something that is happening and saying, Oh my, did I do that? And if I did that, can I do anything now to help it? And if I can't do anything that can now help it, what does that say about me? We are seeing cause and effect. The earth, the earth itself has consciousness. And the earth has a consensus consciousness within all of the people. Remember the cause-effect kind of thing. There will always be effects from causes. And to know that God is the one presence, one power. Remember, you can tap into that power that is greater than these things that happen in the world around you. You can always be led to be in a different place. You can always be led to be in a different state of awareness. But don't keep your anthropomorphic God that is sitting somewhere and saying, Oh my, look at what is happening. God is the essence of the reality of perfect beingness, of love that is within all things. But it is up to us as, our, um, as the godlings that we are learning to be to learn how to express that and channel that in more wonderful, more purposeful ways. I love that unity teaches love and peace. How is it that other denominations can openly support those who take us to war? Well, we either know that God is or God isn't. You can't back away from that. And if God is, then what we need to do is regardless of what we perceive in the actions of others to pull back to that that we know to be true and recognize that something is being balanced it may not look like it it may not have been a choice you would have made but the choice was made and because remember I said a moment ago consensus consciousness in the world we all cause this to bubble to the surface and then we move upon it and sometimes the bubbling comes to the surface through the hand of another always through the hand of another actually and be that hand the act of or what we perceive to be nature or the act of a hand of a person in three-dimensional embodiment it all is taking place hold to the truth that you know that God is the only reality is soul and spirit one and the same? You, you could look at it like that, I suppose. We're, we're talking semantics here to some degree. Um, sometimes you can liken consciousness to soul, if you will. But soul can be said also to be the repository of consciousness. And it's your soul consciousness that you always take with you. Um, it's that which then which form the basis for your life right now of how you came in and what is taking place in your world and it will form the basis for what will take place in the next dimension as you and I move on to it and on and on and on a couple of questions similar here in um, asking how do you love someone who's too scared to be loved and how do you open your heart to love when people around you never love you well when somebody is too scared to receive love it depends then upon how you are insisting on demonstrating that love to them 
you do not have to go up and throw your arms around them necessarily. But you can just love people. Who was it who said, um, we, we are asked to love our neighbor, not like them? And there's a certain amount of truth there. And so you just love because it's your nature. Because it's your growing understanding of who and what your nature is. It is to love. It is a being of love. Because God is love. And that love looks past and beyond. And it looks with as little judgment as is humanly possible. And it does all of these wonderful, great, marvelous things that love can do. And if love is your decision, then you've answered your own question. There is none other. Please explain the Trinity and, and what is the Holy Spirit? Well, unity looks at the Trinity in a slightly different metaphysical way. Um, traditional Christianity, we use the word uh, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. Um, and in the traditional way, you are recognizing, some would say in the more traditional setting, that we are looking at a triune God as the Father and then there's God as the Son and then there's God as the Holy Spirit which of course then gave birth to Jesus as being the only begotten Son of God which we, the question wasn't asked so I'm not going to go there but uh, um, but in unity we say well you know these are good thoughts but now let's bring them inside of ourselves Let's internalize them so that, again, we're not having an anthropomorphic God out there somewhere, uh, even one God in three parts or, or three different gods. But let's recognize that we have uh, the metaphysical equivalent is mind, idea, and expression. Mind holding the infinite uh, capability of all things that are good, manifesting through idea as it moves through the mind of man and woman, which then cause and effect become the expression of that which we have spoken into reality and into three-dimensional form. Mind, idea, and expression. If you like, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Uh, uh, the Holy Spirit is simply the activity of God as it moves through you. It's that inner voice, some would say, that you and I can learn to listen to, and it will speak to us. Since we are what our consciousness dictates, can this overcome karma from this or past lives? But of course, you are not, you are not at the mercy of the law that some people would call karma. Cause and effect is the basis for everything in your life right now. That is true. Call it karma if you wish. But you are not at the mercy of that because you are a spiritual being. You are as God created you. And God has no limitations save the ones that we accept upon ourselves. And so if your karma, as an example, uh, using that word because it was used, but if your karma spoke into beingness something that would cause something miserable to happen to you as you were over here, and if you in your spiritual enlightenment no longer choose to be in that space, and I'm not talking about three-dimensional space necessarily, but I'm talking about a space in consciousness, a space in, in, in beingness, which can be multi-dimensional. But if you're no longer there, then you're not at that place where the vectors are coming in, and you have simply moved past the need to have that experience in your life. God does not teach by pain. God does not teach by punishment. God does not teach by these experiences that we have in life. God is. 
and we draw upon ourselves but we can interpret correctly what they mean go to the source within us find the cause change it and move onward and all is well I don't want to live anymore it's too emotionally painful my life has been filled with emotional wounds I'm tired and I don't want to go on what do you think you're going to seriously what where do you think you're going you're who do you think you're taking with you you exactly as you are right now and therefore you haven't made your transition so right here and now is the best place for you to move into these things ask God Holy Spirit whatever terminology you care to take for their meaning for you have given them a meaning that they do not have you have given them a meaning that they do not have otherwise you would see something other than the pain ask for what they mean ask for how you can move upon take take the wings of the morning ride the quest of the way better because you don't want to take this with you into your next dimension you want to handle as much of it as you can right now I'm not sure how much time you want to oh what one more uh, what is unity's take on dinosaurs and creative design check my blogging site Have you ever asked yourself, look, I pose this question on my blogging site, LarrySports.com. <laughs> really, check it out. Good stuff. Um, um, why? Okay, go back, go back to the, to the probable allegory of Noah's Ark. All right? It, it, it can't be a reality, folks. It's got to be an allegory. All right? And if all life, according to the story, right? Why weren't dinosaurs above, Nor uh, you know, above Noah's Ark? Well, number one, everything would have been toast, including Noah. <laughs> so what it tells you then is it tells you that there is a different under, underpinning story behind the involvement of all life upon our planet. And that... Um, and that if there are dinosaurs, there were dinosaurs that took place. And when man-human came into being, I don't know. Wonderful story right now. Well, not long ago at least, on, on, uh, on PBS or whatever it was, about the search, and I may not have the right title, about the search for the real Eve. Fantastic story about Eve, an African-American woman with the genes, with a gene pool that we all have that we all came out of three-dimensional Africa. Boy, I bet that riles some of the fundamentalists, doesn't it? <laughs> but anyway, so life is an adventure, and you're a part of it. You're right within it. And you are as God created you. You could be nothing else. Bless you.